The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Well, on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed, the bad, 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 bad, the 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 the bad, 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 the in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh, people just passed by. To Travis and got a shake All my friends to come around, thought to thought to party up. Rats on the west side, the bugs uptown. What a mess! This town's dead. My brain splattered all over my hands. Should be shaking. Ooh, 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 ooh. I think I might have caught something from Keith. Hey, what's going on? I'm Pharrell with Carver. Hi, <laughs> this evening. And I just watched the Hawks finish off the Pelicans on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. No Zion, of course. And, I mean, I thought it was a great game. Uh, 102.99, Atlanta wins it. By the way, I had the Hawks to win and the Pelicans plus six with a double cover. Always providing the community with winners. And um, I got to tell you, Brandon Ingram, uh, you know, he might have had a great game and everything. But when it comes down to it, when it boils down to the rubber meeting the road, he had 20 points in a game, eight boards, four dimes, three threes. But, you know, nine seconds left in a the game. They got the ball inbounded. Give it to Ingram. He dribbles around like a freak, uh, goes from one corner all the way to the other wing, and then tries to pull up from 18, 20 feet with a guy hunter all in his face. I mean, all up in his grill. And it was a terrible shot. And he, he was all air ball. And I'm telling you, you got to look for someone else. You got to give it to a teammate that isn't being absolutely glue guarded. Someone that can get a good look. It was a terrible shot, terrible look, terrible play uh, in his own world. Hero ball. And he airballed it. And that was the end of the game. They lost. But thanks for covering for me anyway. Anyway, that's what I saw. And I'm right. Anyway, uh, Trey Young, 31 tonight for the Hawks. Collins with a double-double. Collins, your boy Tom Collins. I know it's uh, the drink, but not the actual John Collins player. But the uh, Johnny Tom Collins with a follow dunk late in the game. Uh, with the game tied, uh, he had a massive rebound dunk. I mean, just flush. Both legs in the air split open. Onions everywhere. He had it all going on. Uh, Great game for uh, Johnny Tom Collins. Hunter had 13. Bogdanovich had 12. 
Gallinari nine, Reddish five, on and on, right seven. The whole team scored. Everybody scored. Everybody was in on it. Right now, the Lakers are down six to the Thunder at Chesapeake. Are you kidding me that the Lakers are going to lose to the Thunder? They're like a G League team. I mean, what does that say about the Lakers? Welcome, our radio affiliates, to the show. It's Pharrell on a bench on a midweek Wednesday night. Uh, the Timberwolves are beating the Bucks in Milwaukee. What does that say about the Bucks? How do you not beat the Timberwolves? I mean, you're down 11 with six minutes to go. Uh, that's a problem for me. That really is a massive problem for me. Uh, the Heat beat the Nets tonight, 106-93. I'm not surprised at all. I had the Heat in four and a half. It went to three and a half. I told you today on Coast to Coast, I'll take the Heat in the points. The Hornets covered for me in uh, Orlando, laying six. They won by nine. The Wizards beat the Celtics in D, uh, actually in Boston, 116-107. They got to go home. Fly home and play the Hawks tomorrow night in D.C. I kind of like the Wizards tomorrow night, even though the Hawks won tonight and they're whatever, three and one. I kind of like the Wizards on their home floor tomorrow night. Quick trip back. They both play back-to-backs. I guess I'm going to go out on a limb. Raptors beat the Pacers by 18 tonight. That's embarrassing. Coming up, Kings, Suns. And uh, we're going to watch the Grizzlies and Blazers from the Moda in Rip City as Ja Morant takes on Dame Time, Dame Time, Dame Time. Cavs and Clips from La 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 Lipstick City. Carver High fired up about hockey. How about the Red Wings tonight winning in overtime in D.C. against the Capitals in Obi, three to two. Panthers continue to roll four to one over the Bruins. Stars are up right now on the Knights two to one. I've told you on many occasions so far this season, the Stars have surprised me, Carver High, uh, the way they're playing. And the Leafs Blackhawks are two two uh, with 30 seconds left in the third. Joel Quenville's Panthers won tonight, as I mentioned. He coached anyway. Uh, I think he met with Batman today, didn't he? Or is that he meets with them tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. So do you think, uh, a, the stars are tough and do you think Quenville is going to have to step down? I guess he'll give me an answer when we come back. Swing and a miss on that one. It's for Ellen event. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, so uh, we'll get into the series in a second. They got a controversial call right now at, at second base. and uh, But first, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the Stars and on Quenville? Stars, very good team. Uh, I'll agree with what Denny said to you yesterday. The window is very, you know, it's getting very close to being closed to them with some of the veteran players that they have. Still a good team in this league. 
think that the messed up divisions last year kind of played into where they were at being with Tampa, etc. They're going to be back in the mix. I think that they could be a playoff team this year. As far as Quenville goes, look, I don't know what Bettman's going to do with him tomorrow, but he, I I mean, they might force him to resign. Like, they got to get anybody that had anything to do with this situation out. Uh, And I think that Quenville and uh, Shovel Day off up there in Winnipeg, I think that both these guys, Scotty, are are going to be gone within days or hours uh, from their jobs, and they're going to banish everybody from hockey that had anything to do with this situation that happened in 2010. Do you think that, um, because he's he's previously denied everything. Well, and that's he, where it's going to get him in even liar. more trouble. Yes, he's he is. Liar. Now look, now look. I read, the, I read a lot of the report last night. It's ugly. Okay, what, what happened to this kid? And... You know, according to some of the people that they interviewed in this report, there was a meeting of the minds with all the top guys at a Blackhawk. That's Bowman. That's the guy McLaughlin who was running things, Quenville. And they had a meeting after this was brought to them. And Quenville was allegedly in the room and said, hey, you know, th- this would be a big distraction to our guys. We're pretty far in the playoffs here. You know, but I'm not, but Quenville's going to pull, you know, push it off as, I didn't make the decision. It was made above me. But people have quoted in that in that report saying that Quenville said that in the meeting. And what's he, he's the guy's gonna, name? Beach? That is the uh, Kyle Beach, yes. Kyle Beach, who, had, who did an interview up in Canada tonight revealing himself as the John Doe in the report. So he's the one, he, he's the one that came out and said he got uh, sexually assaulted by this Aldrich. Correct. And what was that guy's role with the team, Aldrich? He was the video uh, video coach coordinator. So basically what he would do is he would get any video that the coaches wanted. If any players wanted to see any video, maybe even in between periods, he'd work during the games, after the games, etc. So this guy's bringing him into his office to show him video and, and making a move on him? Well, no. It actually, he, he brought the kid to his apartment. He, he brought the kid to his apartment. Come over. I'll make you dinner. You know, we'll go over some stuff. I'm in with the coach yada yada he got the kid in his apartment and uh it just it it didn't How go well jay beach uh kyle beach now is Kyle's i'm not me. i'm not sure how old he is right now i'll find out right give me a second here but like when he when this happened yeah I'll, I'll tell you he's 31 now so this happened 11 years ago he was 20 years old wow and uh I don't know how old Aldrich was, but it sounds like he's a creep. Well, the, and the, and then the bigger thing is, you know, is this anything happened. happening to that guy? Is anything? I mean, there's got to be something happening to him. Well, he also assaulted, I believe it's two or three other boys after this incident. So Ugh. another another big piece of this is if these people would have spoke up, and uh, uh, you know, maybe these other ones don't happen. You know, there, there, there's a, there, there's a, a long laundry list of people who, uh, by not saying anything, caused more problems for people down the road. So, you know, and you his name's on the cup. Guy. I mean, his name's on the cup. I mean, people want them to get his name off the cup tonight. They're like, get, you know, etch it off now. You know, it's just they can do that. So, yes. what's the deal with uh, 
regards to him. Is he getting arrested or anything? Is he going uh, to jail? I, I know. I, I mean, there's I, no I'm way they're not... going to let this guy celebrate with the Stanley Cup for two days, get his name on the Stanley Cup, keep partying, and they, they've all pinned it on him. They've all said he did it. Everyone knows he did it. And then they're not going to do anything to him? Like, what is wrong with this picture? I'm not I'm not 100% clear on the legal situation with him. Now, there may be some legal situations with one of the kids after Beach that's still ongoing. Um, I'm not sure if there's any in this particular case. I know that there's lawsuits, uh, obviously, with the Chicago Blackhawks and, and things like that. But in terms of him and arresting him, etc., I, I didn't get as deep into that to see what's going on with him. Beach said, Tuesday, it was a day of many emotions. I cried, I smiled, I laughed, I cried some more. My girlfriend and I, we didn't really know how to feel. We didn't know how to think. I uh, buried the secret for 11 years. It destroyed me from the inside out. He said he believed that everyone in the uh, locker room knew that he was the, uh, what he alleged, Aldridge of doing, and word spread pretty quickly. Because the comments were made in the locker room, they were made on the ice. They were made around the arena with all different people of all different backgrounds, players, staff, media, and presence. Uh, he was known around the NHL as Black Ace, a minor league player called up to the parent team for the postseason, often used for practices. Beach said the first person he mentioned the incident to was Paul Vincent, the former Blackhawks skills coach. Beach met with Vincent at the team hotel in San Jose during the playoffs and told the coach that he had been uh, sexually assaulted by Aldrich. Vincent reported the incident to the members of the Blackhawks front office, but ultimately they allowed Aldrich to stay with the team through the Stanley Cup run and even let him get a day with the Stanley Cup before he resigned. The only way I could describe it, Beach said, is that I felt sick. I felt sick to my stomach. I reported that this, and I was made aware that it uh, made it all the way up the chain of command by Doc Gary, James Gary, and nothing happened. It was like his life was the same as the day before, same every day. And then when they won, to see him paraded around, lifting the cup at the parade, team pictures that celebrated, it made me feel like nothing. It made me feel like I didn't exist. It made me feel like that I wasn't important, and it made me feel as that. He was in the right and I was wrong. And that's also what Doc Gary told me, that it was my fault because I put myself in that situation. Oh, my God. And the combination of these and him being paraded around and letting him take the Stanley Cup to high school with kids after they knew what had happened. Moments after the interview aired, the Blackhawks issued a statement. First, we'd like to acknowledge and command commend uh, Kyle Beach's courage in coming forward. As an organization, yeah. Blackhawks reiterate our deepest apologies uh, to yeah. him for what he has gone through. How much time do I got? Uh, you have two minutes. Uh, and for the organization's failure to promptly respond uh, when he bravely brought this matter to light in 2010. You know, this is so pathetic. It the is. The Blackhawks keep issuing these statements about we commend him for having the courage to come forward. In yeah, 2010. you didn't, you didn't commend him when did he actually did it. nothing about it. It's it's embarrassing. Absolutely, uh, it's, so, embarrassing. It's, it's inexcusable for it says it's inexcusable for the then executives of the Blackhawks organization to delay taking action. No playoff game or championship is more important than protecting our players. The team says now, now they say it eleven years later, but they let it happen then, and they are pathetic, pathetic. And the fact that they keep apologizing for their patheticness uh, back in the day is. Uh, it's beyond reproach. I can't even. I can't even describe it. The Blackhawks have implemented numerous changes. Gee, you think? Here, let's not let players get raped. Uh, I, I could go on and on about this. I mean, this is an all. Well, day the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks' big thing tonight is, you know, none of these people work for the organization anymore. 
you know, Bowman was the only guy who was still around. We've changed our leadership in the last five to seven years. Things are different around here. That that's the flag that no, they are. Uh, they let Bowman. They let Bowman continue until this week. Nothing changed. Yeah. They got rid of everyone except the guy that was in charge. Then, still was in charge as of Monday. And they and they only got rid of the guy McDonough, who was even above Bowman last year when this first allegation first came out in the in the press. How did that Bowman keep? Time. How did uh, Bowman keep his job until Monday? All these years. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you're in charge. How did the snake, the head of the snake, kept his job? Everybody else got fired. I mean, that is unbelievable to me. It truly is unbelievable. Scotty Bowman must be in hiding that his son has turned into this. You know what I mean? Scotty Bowman's a living legend, and his son's a piece of shack. It's Pharrell on the bench. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Quenville didn't talk to uh, reporters after the game tonight. Vito, the owner of the Panthers, came out and said there'll be no comment as they won and went to 7-0. And tomorrow he's meeting Quenville with Bettman, the commissioner. And I don't know. I got to be honest. It sounds to me like the first thing when you told me he didn't talk to reporters is because he's getting fired tomorrow. And he's going to go admit that he knew and uh, admit his sins because he's been lying for 11 years. And then he's going to have to step down and tomorrow will be a very ugly day again for the NHL. And uh, as they continue to brag about their ratings and their uh, exposure on ESPN and TNT and Turner, I wonder if the ESPN and Turner people are going to do any stories about, um, you know, NHL team members raping players. I mean, yeah. let think Look. about think about it for one second, long and hard, what I just said. Let's just think about that for a second. Because as they brag about their ratings and how much money they're making and, and their new team in Seattle, let's talk about uh, NHL you know, coaches and video uh, assistants raping players. Here we go. Just think about that. Let's go. I'll give you 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I, mean, I just give give it five more seconds, Mike. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right, thanks. I just want to, you know, because they're always bragging about how big they are, how great they are. Meanwhile, the league had a, a problem uh, of, a, of a guy raping a player and then more players, and then they brushed it under the rug for, for 11 years so that the Blackhawks could celebrate their Stanley Cup run. So the Blackhawks could... Uh, you know, extend their little dynasty run they had going there back in the mid 2000s. I mean, is that not basically what we're dealing with here? And then how about all of the liars that are involved in this? They all lied through their teeth. The cover up was just as bad. 
And then to top it off, the icing on the cake is that Stan Bowman kept his job until Monday, Monday of this week. The guy finally ceded power after getting away with murder for 11 years. They finally got him out the door, but everybody else got fired already. They finally got the, the head of the snake on Monday. I mean, I think it was Tuesday. I mean, you have got yeah. to be effing kidding me. Honestly, like what is going on? And then they brag about how they've made all these improvements in their organization. I mean, how do you think anything but mud right now about the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, it's very true. Uh, Patrick Kane, who, of course, was on the 2010 team, cup team, uh, he's on the COVID list right now, so he was not with the Blackhawks tonight for that game against the Maple Leafs, but he asked Blackhawks PR that he wanted to speak to reporters afterwards, so they Zoomed him in in the post game to talk to everybody. Uh, I'll tell you what Kane says. He's, Kane says he did not know John Doe was Kyle Beach until today. He said it was very courageous for him to come out and let his name be known to the world after everything he went through. Wish back then we could have done some things, some some different things, knew some different things. Maybe we could have helped him. Um, he also said that Bowman going out was a necessary move and the right moves. He also called Bowman a great man who did a lot of things for me personally. So That's Patrick like people, Kane. you know, honestly, yeah. that right there, dead in its tracks. <laughs> the first thing I thought of when he said that, what, I, let's play a game. Right now, I'm going to give you one guess. <laughs> one, guess one guess here for $100,000. This is the $100,000 pyramid. The $60 million question for 100000 When Patty Kane said what he just said, that, you know, they finally got rid of Bowman. But I got to tell you, Bowman was a great man, and he did a lot of things for me in my career. What's the first thing, person, I thought of when you said that? Um, <laughs> you can sure. think hard. <laughs> think hard. What's the first thing I thought of when I got a guy talking about how great of a man the guy is? After we know what he let happen and carried the uh, lie on for 11 years and got yeah. and got fired basically Tuesday. Uh, but you got a guy, Patrick Kane, coming out talking about well, how great of a man he, he is. Now, this obviously not on the same scope in terms of the amount right. of victims and things like that. But the answer is, I mean, is, the Penn, is the Penn State thing with Paterno. I mean, I think that I, I cut with, uh, with Paterno saying for years, uh, you know, Everybody's saying he was a great man. He did everything. All right, go ahead. Give me what you uh, got. But night, you know, that's a hell of an effort. Now, I'm sorry. We're gonna give you this, uh, this, uh, you know, silver star credit card that's good prize. for a hundred dollars worth of Dairy Queen ice cream. Good. I'll take it. I'll take it. It was a good take guess. The ice cream. Take the ice cream. Good guess. The way the way everybody time. talked about the way everybody talked about Paterno after that uh, the Sandusky nonsense. Uh, the first thing know. the answer is the answer is Derek Carr. Talking oh, about yes. how great a man John Gruden is and how many things he's done for him in his career. And that, you know, everything that he did was horrible, but he's just such a great man. It's the action I don't like, but the man I love. Uh, talking yeah. about how much he loves John Gruden, the guy that's a racist, homophobe, misogynist, uh, who's, he just hates everyone. Blacks, gays, women. <laughs> 
And then some guy comes out and talks about what a great guy he is. Shut the yeah. f- Oh, I almost dropped a bomb right there not, as big as not, Texas. Not the day for it. It's just not the day for it. It's never the day for it. It's just, you know. Can you? Can anyone just say, you know what I would prefer? A guy with stones to come out and go, you know, I got to tell you, I never knew he was such a piece of shack. <laughs> just, I never knew. That's exactly. I never knew. Like, you got me like. fooled that he was such a piece of shack. That's yeah. the guy that everyone would fall in love with. You know who would say that? Is Marshawn Lynch. He would have just yeah. come right out. I never knew Pete Carroll was that much of a piece of shack. <laughs> you know, like he'd come right out with it. But you got guys like Derek Carr and Patrick Kane saying, I got to tell you, you know, this kid got raped. And it, I wish, I wish we could have done something for him. But I got to tell you, Stan Bowman has done a lot for my career. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing, Patty? What are you doing? I, I love Patty. He's been on my show a million times. Love the guy. Great player, but I, you got to take that giant D out of your mouth. Yeah, he, he right? didn't need he to, is, go to go that far with he, Bowman. I mean, the big old porno right now going on with him in his mouth. You got to stop it. Just stop. Stop. Stop talking. You're not smart enough to hold a press conference, okay? When you get all this legal stuff involved, you, you got to send the right guy in to do the talking. You can't send in some player. They're not smart enough. They're, they're athletes. They're not, ta- they're not thinkers, and they're not scholars. They're not, and they aren't. And they're not uh, savvy enough legally to go out and have a press conference about a guy that rapes people. Okay, thanks. So Jonathan Taze is going to speak next after Patty Kane. He also, of course, Speaking of bad luck, team. your boy, I mean, this guy, he misses a year with, like, the hivy, and then yeah. he comes back and he gets COVID within a month. We'll see what he said. Uh We'll see what he says about it. Hopefully he doesn't go as deep on Bowman as Patrick Kane did. Hey, now. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Look out. Uh, here's Tay's first quote. I don't, throat. I don't wish to exonerate myself in any situation by saying I didn't know, but the truth is I hadn't heard about it until training camp the following year. That doesn't change what happened. It doesn't make it go away. We wish we could have done something differently, myself included. My heart goes out to Kyle. For what he dealt with. Wish I could stop. have done something. Stop, stop. It's not an excuse he, he, looking back. Now stop. <laughs> stop. He admitted right there. I like I'm a lawyer, as you know, on General Hospital. Yes. And at, with my legal degree that I got from Colhan Casey out at San Diego State, I actually know that um you oh. you're gonna want the last line. You sure you don't want the last line? I mean, come on. I got you back, Carver High? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. All right, Carver High. All right, we'll get Scotty back up here in a moment. Uh, I just told him he's his his connection to him is going. We still get him on the air, so I told right. him to keep on going. And there you go. You're good to go now. Told you, keep going. Uh, You're ready. So, uh, you know, with our backward ass system here, I just wanted to say uh, that I just got kicked right in the teeth, right when I was about to be the lawyer and, and you know, win the court case and and take the judge out to lunch after he grants me the victory. Uh, I got just smashed in the face with a gigantic sledgehammer right there. Uh, so I just want to pick up where I left off. Fair enough. After I got well, hit in yeah. the face with a sledgehammer. Well, we had so, you. You just couldn't hear me. We had you. Okay, well, I couldn't hear anything, and I hope everyone saw me cussing on the video because I was dropping bombs right there left and right. So anyway, what I, I what I tried to stop you in the middle of saying is he admitted right there, he said, and I'm a lawyer, he said, 
and, and I would have jumped up, sir, your honor, honestly, I, 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 I forbid this. <laughs> I can't well, have it. Uh, you know, it's blasphemy. The guy just admitted the year after yeah. in training camp, he knew that Beach got raped. And wow. he went another 10 years without saying a word to anybody. He's like one of them dudes in the fraternity. Don't tell anyone after they kill some kid one night drinking too much. Don't anybody say a word about how many shots the kid had. Everybody shut up and go to your grave with the fact that no one knows how many shots he had. We think he had four or five max. Meanwhile, the kid had 22 shots. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So uh, we already got uh, Patrick Kane for idiot number one. Uh, let's go to idiot number two, uh, Jonathan Taves. Uh, what did he say that, I mean, he got another one uh, stuck in his throat. Here we go. Yeah, well, I already told you part about the part where he said, you know, he basically knew, uh, you know, the following year in training camp. So he, he also uh, went on with, um, let me get you the good one here. Here we go. My heart goes out to Kyle for what he dealt with. Wish I could have done something. It's not an excuse looking back, but the truth is a lot of us were just focused on playing hockey. Uh, Now is now. Yeah. Uh, And now is next one Um, on Bowman and McIsaac. Uh, Stan and Al, they're not directly complicit in the activities that happened. It's not up to me to comment on whether they would like to deal with it differently or not. I have a lot of respect for them as people. They're good people. He said about oh. Bowman. They're oh, good people. No. Uh, so oh, here we go again. This wasn't foot and I, look, mouth disease. I, I think that I get that Kane and Taze wanted to talk tonight after all this because they're Never obviously send the, the stupid players in to yeah, talk. Yeah, look, um, yeah, man, that that's tough. That that those are some tough quotes. From One thing guys. I've learned over tough. the years is. Uh, to be honest with you, let, I mean, let's just face facts. Okay, uh, when they had uh, a chance to uh, play hockey and, you know, even go to a, a, a college hockey school, but their main objective was to go to the NHL and be drafted, which is every player in the league, they uh, – in my view, never prioritized their education, frankly, over playing hockey. So in essence, what I'm saying is, and I'm not right about this every instant, there's a, uh, there's definitely cases where there's players that have actually been great students with, you know, perfect GPAs and, you know, honors and great, graduate, uh, you know, with, you know, incredible BAs and masters and whatever else. I'm sure there are cases of that. There, there always is. I'll never forget the Rhodes Scholar from Florida State. Look, 
role. I think, look, it happens. There are great student athletes. Fair enough, right? But, you know, I got to tell you, like, in my experience in 40 years in the business, you know, I'm going hard on 90% of them are stupid. They're just athletes. They're not uh, scholars. They're athletes first. That's what they do. Getting an education wasn't part of the plan. The plan was go pro, make tons of money, and then just pretend like I'm smart because <laughs> I got all the money. If you have a lot of money, people think you're smart. But the reality is just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're smart. Uh, when all you've ever done is play sports and you never got educated, you're, I mean, frankly, you're stupid. You're not stupid with an agent making you a hundred, $200 million. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. When you got a bunch of people around you doing it for you. And then remember when you're stupid, they steal from you. Carver, you know, I'm right. I mean, like, don't yeah. get me started on how many stupid athletes I've met. I mean, honestly, like I've always told you this since the day I met you. I've interviewed everyone and their brother 50 times over. And I'm not talking about like the smartest apple that fell from the tree when I interview these people or talk to them about, you know, I've always told you that I've, I felt like from day one, the baseball players were the dumbest at a lot. They really are. They don't, I mean, I don't even think they went to high school, let alone college. So uh, they go right from stupidville to being in the majors and, and then they make all this money and they don't care how dumb they are. They just know they got tons of money. That's all that matters. And then I would say, you know, 90% of the hockey players in that were stupid. They might be great people. They're funny. They're awesome. They're cool. They're a blast to hang out with. They're fun to go to dinner with and go drinking with and go out and chase women with and go to nightclubs with. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, but I, that still doesn't make them smart. Uh, I just met a lot of, frankly, dumb people. Dumb athletes. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. And I keep telling you the same thing over and over. You cannot send stupid people in to talk about something like this. You can't have a press conference with stupid people talking about players getting raped. Both of them swung and missed right there. You know, I mean, that was obvious. Both of them bragged about how great a man Stan Bowman is. He's the guy that led the entire lie campaign for 11 years. So swing and a miss by both of them. Anybody else stupid say anything? No, I mean those were the two guys that you that you want to get because they were the two guys from obviously that team that were on the team and won the Great cup players. that year. Yeah, players, I mean, right? the faces of, of the franchise. I mean, faces of the franchise. You know, Hall of Famers, both of them. Yeah, no doubt. But and, but that doesn't make you smart. Now remember, uh, Kane. What was his history? The the taxi cab in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, he's not the smartest guy they ever found. No, no, he is not. Just, like, you know, you can't, you know, this is part of the problem. I think as an organization, they talk about, uh, they've made all these changes. Well, they need to make one more. Uh, you know, let's not send stupid players in to answer uh, brutal questions about a crime that was committed uh, and rape. Okay. We can't send in players to give advice to people, to, especially to smart people. Because uh, now I think there's a lot of, idiots in the media that are stupid and ask stupid questions and do shoddy work, right? Fair enough. But there's always, there's always a couple smart guys in the room. Mm. I'll tell you that. Much. Now, listen, I am telling you, I'm a smart dude. And if you don't believe that, then kiss my ass. I didn't do this for 40 years because I'm an idiot. Uh, I have not been in this business this long with people not saying over the years. I know one thing I've heard all the time. He's crazy. That dude's effing crazy. But he's really smart. 
about his sports. He knows he knows everything. They've always said that about me my entire career. Like, boy, does that guy, uh, is he a bizarre freak, idiot, wacko, crazy, boozing, drugging, absolute maniacal moron. But boy, is he smart. Because I'm telling you, I'm highly educated and I'm not, I'm not stupid. And I might be dumb, but I'm not stupid. And I'm telling you what, I'm clever. You put me in a room with a guy saying stupid things, I'm the first guy to say something and to stand up and argue. I have been thrown out of 100 press conferences because I got a smart mouth. And you know what? I got a mouth that's smart because I'm smart as a person. My mind works smart. And I catch guys like Kane and Tave saying stupid things, and I throw them under the bus immediately. I stand up and say something. And I'll do it to an owner, a GM, a coach, Bob Knight, Chuck Knoll, you name it. I've talked to the greatest men in sports history, and I've never been afraid to stand up for something or say something that's wrong or that's crazy or that's stupid. Both of those guys, what they said tonight is flat out stupid. What Derek Carr said about John Gruden is stupid. I can guarantee you that I'm right. You can't even argue with me. Uh, no I, one in Chicago yeah. or anywhere else at the league office. You know, another guy that knows I'm smart, whether you like it or not. You don't let me butter in my own bread right now. Go to bed. Here's the deal. Gary Bettman knows about me. He'd known me for 30 years. And he, he used to let me, the only person to ever walk into his radio show right in, right on the air. I'd walk right in. He knew that Pharrell was coming. I'm coming right in whenever I want. Cause he knew that I knew basically everything about his business, the league business, Team business, the sport, the game, the players, the rules, everything. He knew I knew everything. He knew I was creative, smart, intelligent, and could have conversations with him or anybody. He knew I was wild and nuts and crazy. And when I did play-by-play with the Thrashers, I partied and drank booze. Oh, so uh, Pharrell drank too much. You know what? I'm a professional drinker, okay? No one ever said I got sloppy. They just said, that dude, I mean, that dude can throw it down. And I could. I was a pro, professional. But no one ever said I sucked at calling a game. You never heard that once. Yeah. Oh, he partied at games. He drank at games. I did. I had to drink watching that team play. But I'm telling you, that guy is Gary Bettman right now. is He can't even sleep at night because of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh-huh. I can guarantee it. Because I said it earlier. You brag about how great your network is. Uh, your league, your new ESPN and Turner deals and your sponsorships and everything else. All I know is at the end of the day, when you lay your head down at night with all their success, he knows they got players getting raped. That's it. Like that's the end, end game. The end game is simple. He's all the success is over here, but the burger with all the meat on it and mustard, lettuce, tomato, ran it through the garden, has a big old rape burger on it. Can't sleep at night when you know there's lying, conniving, cheating, scamming, doing anything they can to hide it, cover it up. I don't believe for one minute ever, I don't believe for one minute that the NHL didn't know that they had a problem in Chicago any more than I believe Rick Patino didn't know that his recruiting of players involved. Parties with strippers and blow. Okay. That's you're the head coach at, at Louisville and you don't, you don't know that you're all your recruits are coming to campus and that all the players are taking them out at night 
Have a good time, boys. Show them the Louisville way. I'll show you the Louisville way, all right. Strippers, porno, blow, booze. Dancing poles, sex. Boom. And then you sit there and deny it. And that's coming from a guy. And I love Rick Pitino as a coach. Don't get me wrong. I think he's fantastic. But that's coming from a guy that hit a, uh, I'm talking about sexually, got a waitress, uh, you know, got a chick at the, you know, Italian restaurant to have sex with him on a tabletop. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to listen to that guy tell me he knew nothing about his recruits having parties with the players and doing drugs and strippers from a guy that slept with a chick at the Italian restaurant. I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. I mean, you've already proven that you're a liar. You've already proven it to everyone. So we just can't listen to you anymore. The only thing that I listen to Rick Pitino on ever anymore is basketball matters. That's it. Fair enough, Carver. I, I'm not going to listen to that guy say, I never knew anything. If he didn't know anything, then why is he not at Louisville anymore? Because all he did was win titles. I mean, if he didn't know anything, he'd still be at Louisville. He's, he's at Iona now. You know why he's at Iona? Because he's a liar. There you go. You know, I'm glad I clear everything up for everybody. <laughs> I'm just so glad I could clear everything up. Just tell it like it is. You know, just for everybody's sake. And then, you know, they'll tell me, oh, you know, who does this guy think he is? Can you believe the things that just came out of his mouth? Can you imagine that they let that guy on the radio to talk like that? You better believe it. Thank God for me. Thank God for somebody to come along and tell it like it is of what really happens. You know it's true, Carver Hyde. Don't even argue with me. I do not disagree. Rick Pitino's a bad guy. But I love him. I mean, he'd be, if I had a, if I, now listen, if I had a program, I mean, honestly, I would, I would first love guy to hire. First guy I'd first hire. First guy I'd hire. Boom. And I also, if I was a player, I want to go to that party and I want to do blow off a stripper uh, and drink tequila off of her butt at 5.30 in the morning. I mean, that's just me. But uh, I'm a horrible person, a sinner, and I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to hell. Fair enough. And I've always been headed in that direction. Uh, Everyone has said that emphatically. It's true. I'm a horrible person. But I do love my family. And I'm good to my wife. And my kids dig me because I'm cool. And uh, I could sleep with thousands of women, but I never cheated on my wife. I got that going for me. But I've done everything else. I'm a felon. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So I just saw John Morant shoot a 40-footer. Like, I mean, what are you doing, bro? Seriously, like, you're chucking from 40 feet out. There's got to be something wrong with this picture. I got to tell you. I mean, that is just insanity. 46-45 Grizzlies at the Moda against uh, 
Chauncey Billups Blazers. I'm watching uh, Chauncey coach for the first time in the gig he got in Portland after they fired Terry Stotts after years of successful mediocrity. I mean, they were really good at, at winning when it doesn't matter, right? A lot of success and mediocrity at the end of the day. I you know, did the show last night, and I talked at great length about the Utah Jazz. They live in the same fraternity. Tons of success uh, with endgame failure. Ultimate failure is always right around the corner doing push-ups with teams like the Blazers and the Jazz. They always uh, get on TV. They always uh, show their games late night West Coast. They constantly are the second game of the doubleheader. We watch them over the years flourish and have tremendous amounts of attention and success. And then ultimately failure. I mean, every time. And I mean, just endlessly. I I said this about the Jazz. The Jazz are worse than the Blazers. But at least the Jazz went to the finals. Jordan beat them, but. The Blazers are just, uh, you know, an automatic. I mean, they're like a, a vinyl record running out of music, and you got to flip it to the other side. <laughs> That's what they are. Eventually, you got to flip it to the other side, which is a new season. Just one season after the next, constant failure. I mean, just it's just like a vinyl record. I mean, you know what I mean? We got a lot going on tonight. We're going to make fun of the Lakers when we come back. Get on the bench. <laughs> 